Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. Oh, it's our favorite time of the week. It's time for Turning Two with Booney. Every week we sit down on Fridays and get a chance to see what's in the mind of Brett Boone. I'm Rich Rare, executive producer of the Boone Podcast, and uh, Brett Boone. Buenas tardes, mi amigo. Uh, yeah, Rich, that would be. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Uh, missed you last week. I know you've been out and about yes. uh, the country. Uh, glad to have you back. Well, I got a again. chance to spend time with the other Boone. Right. It's, and it's my favorite time of week, you know that, because I don't have to. I don't have to sit in the big seat. That's that's no comment. I get. I, I'm spending time with other Boons. Uh, Uncle Aaron. Yeah, you went to New York. Got went to, see to New York. I, I got some. I saw some pictures of of you and Young Rigney. Yep. Uh, hanging out with with uh, Tall Boone. We call him Tall Boone. Tall Boone. Yes. We called him Uncle Aaron. Yeah, Uncle Aaron. Whatever you may. Well, I think some people they're doing well. They're doing well. Yankees yeah. are uh, they're playing well. And you know, we talked about those Yankees and uh, the injuries they seem to have every year. I watch it drives me crazy. But once again, they're they're bit by the injury bug this year. And and I talked to Aaron about a about three weeks ago, and I said, "Well, you got to survive right uh, the dog days and just hold serve and and get through these injuries and get to 100 percent and they've done more than that they've been playing really well so it's it's good to watch well i and i think people have figured out like we just called over uncle aaron uncle aaron some people will do that other people will now from listening to the podcast will scream arnie and he snaps his head around because that's what you guys call him in the family yeah i mean he's <laughs> He's 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 very well used to Arnie, but I, I just don't think he's used to Arnie from strangers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of guys in his life call him call him Arnie or, or Uncle Aaron, but uh not usually strangers. So that's a little different for him. I think he likes it though. It's endearing. Well, D- Dusty Baker said he's told me this on air before that if you really want to get a whole, if you really want to get his attention, yell Johnny. Because that's what the family calls him. He'll turn his head around. Yeah. If you call Johnny to him. Yeah. So, yep. Um, by the way, nice shirt you have on. Thanks, uh, Miss uh, Mrs. Liz Herrera. You have to share. You have to show compliments I, I, of her. I want to see the front of that. I, I'm a I'm a baseballism right. guy. I'm a baseballism guy. My mom is a big. Uh, she likes to shop the ba- baseballism. She gives me all these shirts. Half the time, I don't know where I'm, what I'm wearing. You know, I'll walk into a convenience store and the clerk will, hey, I really love that shirt. I forget I even have it on. That's sometimes they'll go, what does it mean? You know, I, I wear that 643 equals two right. shirt. I said, are you a baseball fan? Let's let's think about it here. It's kind of like a, a Q&A at the convenience shop when I'm, when I'm picking up, a you know, a Celsius or something. But, um, yeah, Liz picked this up, turning two, very apropos. Apropos for today. And uh, very cool. Thank you. All right, let's get into the program. Um, Yankee game got postponed this week because of the smoke from the fires up in Canada. Uh, so they're going to try to play a couple doubleheaders and make up. They tra- they canceled a bunch of events in New York City. But I was wondering, what goes on with players when you have a delay for whatever reason? Normally, it's going to be a rain delay or something. I know as a broadcaster, we have to figure out how we're going to we're going to bide the time in our team, people. I was the only one who ever liked rain delays because then I got to do a talk show for four hours waiting for the game to start. But what do you guys do in the clubhouse 
when you get delayed or they can't start the game because of of mother nature? Well, I don't the players that that is a nightmare for us because it's it depends when it is in the game. Uh but you know, the tarps come on, we leave, we leave the field. Uh when I was playing, you know, social media wasn't a thing. It, we had phones, but our phones weren't uh little yeah, computers. Phones. Right. We had we, we could make a few phone calls. We weren't scouring the internet. So our, our rain delays were probably a little little different. A lot of card playing. Uh a lot of sitting around and just talking, you know, and it depends on the delay. You're always waiting. The umpires have it in their hands up to a certain point or no, no. Is it major league baseball that has it in their hands? To home a certain team point? Ha- home team has it until the game starts. And then once the game starts up to the umpire, up to the umpire. So usually that's what you're doing. You're waiting for updates. You're asking the clubhouse guy, Hey, we got an update from the umpire room and you know, they'll, they'll keep you up to date as well as, as well as they can. But it seems like a lot of times you'd be sitting there. Okay. Be ready. We're going to start in a half hour. Okay. Now I've, you've cooled down. Now you might be sitting in there for an hour. You've cooled down. All right. Now I got to get prep work. It's almost like it's uh, six 30 again for a seven o'clock game. All right. Now I got to go through my routine. I might have to go back into the training room, uh, stretch out whatever I need to stretch out, get it going, get my wraps. By that time, I've probably taken off my first uniform. I got to get redressed. And now all of a sudden, I'm going out in the field to get loose and prepared for the restart of the game. And usually that's when the clubhouse guy comes in and says, okay, uh, we, we're in a holding pattern. So it's not a half hour. Now it's going to be another half hour. Um, so that's how kind of it goes. And you're just kind of at mother nature's, you know, you're at their beck and call. It's when they decide you're usually looking, watching Doppler radar and you're finding this is going to pass. And the umpires are trying to, formulate a program you know they they want to keep the fans informed uh so it, there's a big process to it but it's just it's just a part of the deal you know uh you know that throughout the course of the season uh, certain parts of the country especially are more prone to it you're going to have these delays and it's it's nothing that any any other person out there and in whatever their occupation may be you've got to deal with little quips in the system this is one of them I'm pretty good at reading the Doppler radar now. I could kind of figure out where it's going to go and where it's tracking through. But the one thing fans will always get upset and they don't understand, all right, fine. The umpires, the the home team won't start the game. It's 7 o'clock because there's impending rain coming in. It's going to hit at 7.20, 7.30. So they'll push the game back an hour and a half. And then for whatever reason, you dodge the bullet and the rain doesn't hit. And fans are like, what the heck? We could have started an hour and a half ago. Right. Yeah, it's it's still it's mother nature. You never know a hundred percent. But today, especially today's technology, they can they can pinpoint it pretty good. So and and and, and it's changed too, Rich, because in most parts of the country now there, there's there's a lot more retractable roofs. So rain delays are a thing of the past. Still in certain parts of the country, mother nature is going to do what mother nature does. But uh, for the most part, that's it's been a part of the game forever, and it will continue to be a part of the game. Well, and the other rule is that they don't want to start a game and then stop it after the third inning because then a lot of times you waste that starting pitcher. Without a doubt. That's that's the most important part. For us, the position players, we're going to be ready to go. Yeah, we've got to restart our engines and, and, and get ready again. But it's one thing, pitcher with a certain amount of pitches and a certain amount of downtime, whereas they're done for the day and the organization, the, the manager, the pitching coach, they're going to get together and make that call. And, and what is what is 
the best thing to do for that starting pitcher on that day. Uh, so there's a lot of variables there, but for us, the position players, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of an inconvenience, you know, but it's nothing we can't stop and start and stop and start that starting pitcher. Who is the most important guy out there anyway? Right. A lot of times during a rain delay, I'll be facing a team where the the starting pitcher is just nasty that day. And we'll be sitting around as hitters going, I hope this thing lasts at least an hour. We can get him out of the game. <laughs> so there is there is a there is some pros to it, you know, when it comes down to that. It used to be rich. You had to play five and a half innings. Right. Or, or I'm sorry, five innings to make it a complete game. And that includes stats. So I sat there many a game with an 0 for 2 thinking rain as hard as you can possibly rain. <laughs> you know, I'm 0 for 2, we're down 4 to 1. And we're facing Maddox. S- skies open up because it's just going to be like we never played the game. On the flip side, I've been sitting there with a two-run homer and we're winning 3 to 1. And I'm and, and I'm telling you I'm te- I'm I'm terrified. I'm sitting in the corner, I'm wondering if we're going to play because if that it, I'll tell you what, as a player, getting a hit taken away from you and, and hitters out there, you'll you, you'll be able to uh, know what I'm talking about. Relate to this. A hit to be taking taken off your ledger is bigger than you think. In the big picture, they add it's one hit. It's 162 game. Believe me, a hit is a hit is a hit. And if let alone a home run, let alone an RBI. I mean, that's devastating. That, that could take nights. Uh, sleepless nights to recover from. So I've been on both sides. They've changed that now. Everything, once a big league game starts, no matter what it's stopped for, the statistics remain in place individually. So there's no more of that drama on if we're going to start the game, do they get erased or or you're going to be able to keep your statistics. Okay, well, let's tip our cap for the groundskeepers then, right? We've never. T- I don't think we've ever talked about groundskeepers in the program. No, they've got, you know, they got a job to do and, and a tough job. Sometimes you've got a lot of guys out, especially when it comes to the mound, you know, for, for us, those fields are so well kept. They do such a good job. They have a big staff. Uh, their basic job is to, to keep around the bases the way they need to be, you know, up to major league baseball standards, the batter's box, uh, the pitching rubber, you know, for, for each starting pitcher. And the, and the tough thing about that is, You've got to deal with two starting pitchers who maybe get their toehold on different sides of the rubber. Uh, a big storm can change the configuration of that mound. And now you basically have to come out between innings to to appease both pitchers, you know, on uh, or, or it could be two different pitchers on the same team. But uh, that's a tough job. Sometimes it, it, gun, it goes unnoticed for the most part. I think uh, players and fans alike, we take it for granted. But uh, it is important. And, and I know with the infield guys, uh, you know, especially my time in Seattle, the gentleman that was ahead of, of Seattle uh, grounds crew, he'd come out during during batting practice every single day when I was taking my ground balls. Booney, how's second base? How's it been? Is there anything I can help you with? And yeah, you know what? I've noticed there's a little bit of lip between second and, and first base. It's not that big of a deal, but it's time it, that thing would be handled right then and there. So these guys are great. And like I said, Guys that kind of go unnoticed, but as players, uh, we appreciate it. Does that kitty litter work? Yeah. You know, they come out there and they dump it over there? Yeah, because it, once again, the facilities today, they're so state-of-the-art. I mean, they right. have underground uh, systems that suck the water out, and they're so good now uh, that that usually it can it can handle a big storm. 
Right. And and the only storms they can't have are ones you wouldn't play in anyway. So right. so when you get that that rain shower for a half hour for 45 minutes, those fields are so good at sucking it up. But any of the any of the exterior, the the surface layer that needs to be handled, those guys are great. They know exactly what they're doing. They know the right mix of whatever that kitty litter is they put on there. They get it right. It's called so, turfist, so, by the way, in case right. anybody wants to yell at me. What right. about? So we see this all the time. We see the guy coming out there with the hose and he's he's watering down the infield between innings. Uh, then they then they come and they they um, they drag the infield. How much does that help? Well, they're just they're they're just getting uh, any of the little nuances taken. Are they care improving of. or are they keeping the playing conditions the same? They're keeping them the same, and that's okay. why they'll do it three times throughout the course of a game. And that just there could be a ball mark, you know, on the dirt which could result it almost like in the fairway of a perfect U.S. Uh, GA regulated tournament for the big right. guys. Uh, those you, you tee off that first day, those fairways are immaculate. They're perfect. But guys take divots. Right. Balls hit to you in the infield. They take divots. So that's why they're out there so often, just smoothing it over so we always have the same surface. You know, you go to a place like a Tampa Bay, now, and I, and I hear a lot of complaining about that facility. You know, it's not up to the standards that the new state-of-the-art stadiums are. But from right. a surface standpoint, it's very easy because it's that artificial grass. So it's something that doesn't really have to be maintained at a high level. They might roll right. it every six or seven years. They might change out the turf. But on a daily basis, uh, they don't have to mess with that. So that, that that's an interesting aspect to it. But the dirt, always taking care of the dirt. Always. Okay. Let's go through a couple of things. I, I I do have one question before we move on. I always remember the Rick Dempsey video. You've seen that, haven't you? Uh-huh. Where he runs around. Robin um, Ventura did one, uh, mocking yeah. Mike Piazza. I thought that was pretty good. But I'm right. a Ventura. I'm a Ventura fan. He's he's a he's one of the funnier guys that nobody really knows about that that played this game. So what's the best rain delay story you have? Because you've told us it doesn't happen like it does in Bull Durham. Correct. Um, I really don't have any fun stories for you. I really don't. I, I go back to early in my career. The, the best outcome was before they changed the rules, which we just talked about. Having an 0 for 2, maybe 0 for 2 with two punch outs. We're getting beat 5 to 1 and they bang the game. That's about as good a story as I remember in a rain delay because it's like everything is forgiven. We go about our business. We're going to go have a nice meal in the city where normally uh, you don't get to. You know, we play night games. Right. So we don't get to go, you know, by the time the game's over and, and we do our post-game routine, whatever that may be, it's 11 o'clock. It's, it's not time to go to have a nice steak because all those places are closing Close. down. So that's, that's rare for, for a big league player during the season. Uh, to, to get to go out in the city. You know, I had my favorite restaurants, and whenever I had a day game, you know, there was a situation where we had a day game. I always have that that dinner reservation uh, because you don't get them too often. And usually the day games are getaway days. So when you finish the day game, you get on the plane, you go to the next city. So uh, those are the positives about rain delays, getting rid of the, your stats, getting to go out on the town and have a nice meal. Uh, but you got to make that game up too which is right. negative. I don't know. But as far as stories, I don't have any of those funny guys running around. on the th That was more 70s 
where the Dempsey Dempsey did his did his thing. Uh, my dad's generation. I remember as a kid, there was always some sort of uh, some sort of performance. You know, usually the guy on the team, the comedian of the team, would dress up as somebody, run around the bases, entertain the fans. That was a lot of fun. But in my day, that didn't happen too often. It was a very rare occurrence. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay. Um, Luis Arise, I want to talk about this. You pointed this out the other day. Dude, this guy's got an opportunity. This guy's this guy's flirting with four hundred. Do batting under, average do bat, do, does batting average count anymore? Well, they're trying to make it not that big of a deal, and I, I really have a big problem with it as a player. Uh, I, I, I talk about this all the time. <clears throat> I understand the the OPS and and I understand on base percentage, and that is an important entity to to being a hitter. But when the game's on the line. They're best relievers in the game. First of all, usually the best relievers in the game, they don't walk people. So you can't go up there looking for a walk. So so throw the on-base percentage out the window. He's usually the nastiest guy in the bullpen. He's got the best stuff. And he doesn't walk you. So who do you want hitting? Somebody with a good on-base percentage or someone that's got a three in front of his name when it comes to average? I'll take the guy with a three. I'll take the best hitter. He's going to give me the best chance against the best pitcher to give me a good at bat. And I and I and when they poo-poo the average, uh, it really bothers me because they're still great hitters. I, I hear about the game today, and it drives me crazy. Oh, it's tougher to hit 300. Why? Why is it tougher now. Because the pitchers are it's stronger the, and the, faster and throw harder uh, yeah, than they ever have in their lives. The, in 2023, the best pitchers in the world are in the big leagues. The best hitters in the world are in the big leagues. In 2000, the best pitchers in the world were in the big leagues. The best hitters were in the big leagues. In 1980, the best pitchers in the world were in the big leagues. The best hitters were in the big leagues. Yes, the athleticism, the stuff, the technology gets better, but so do the hitters. So there's no big advantage. Uh, oh, the pitchers are better today. Well, yeah. I used to say that to my grandpa when he'd talk to me about stuff. I'd say, the pitchers throw harder than they used to throw when you play. Oh, Gramps, no. I, but but it doesn't matter, Rich. It's all relevant. You can't compare a 1950 defensive lineman to a 2023 defensive lineman. It just doesn't play. That's why this, this generational gap of – of uh, comparing people. You can't compare Babe Ruth to Mike Trout. There's no comparison from a physicality standpoint. You can only compare generations, eras. The If you dominate your era and you're best of the era, then you're one of the best to ever do it. And you can only do that generation to generation. Uh, getting back to Luis, he, he's kind of doing it unnoticed. Miami's playing pretty good. I think they're in second place. Uh, he's not the other day he was hitting 399. He's hitting 403. He's leading the league in, in uh, average on base percentage. He's got 87 hits. And in an era where batting average, and, and everybody says how it's so tough to hit 300, this guy's hitting 403 two months into the season. 
That's a big deal. A little more than two months into the season, by the way. Uh, he's got he's got over 200 at bats. And to be doing that today's game when it's not a precedent to, to hit for average, I think it's over the top impressive right now. Do I think he's going to hit 400? Absolutely not. I would say zero chance. But to see that Will he's be doing it for him. Out, absolutely. Absolutely. And this guy, I, you know what? I went back to Luis Arise. Minnesota, 334. He had 321. He had 294. He led the league last year, won a batting title at 316. 403 right now. Awesome. Awesome. And without a doubt, I'm rooting for him. But in today's generation, now I will give you this. The pitching standpoint has changed from the from the angle of it used to be starting pitchers. Those were your guys. And if you weren't good enough to be it, make that starting rotation, you went down to the bullpen. You know, we've talked to some guys on the right. Boone podcast about that, uh, where where the bullpen was kind of a demotion. It's not that way anymore. No. You're in the minor leagues, you are groomed to be a specialist in the bullpen. A lot of the a lot of the money, the finances are put towards the bullpen. And uh, so it, it's a different game. It's a tougher to hit 400. But as far as high averages, I think I think players need to get over that. You can still hit 300. You know, it's still the best against the best. And that's never going to change. In 2050, uh, there's going to be another crop of players that are going to look at this generation and say, we're better now than we were. And probably physically, they are going to be better. Life goes on. Things get better in life and in, in all sports. All right, let me follow up with this then. Marcus Simeon, 25, 25 straight games hitting streak. 25 straight game hitting streak. Do you, what's the longest hitting streak Brett Boone had? We just covered this the other day. I did. I was doing an interview, and they were asking me, and I guessed, and I said, I'd, I'd say the most I've ever uh, hit in is 16 or 17. 16 is my highest. Uh, hitting streaks are they're tough. Because did you know? Were you aware that I was sick? Uh, you start games? to you start to get aware of it. Sure. PR guy comes up and sure. tells you, "Hey, Booney." Sure. A, a reporter might ask you, "Hey, you got 15 in a row." You know, uh, when you get to 16, you know you're hot. You know you've been swinging the bat good because you're probably not just getting one hit a game. You're probably in the zone. You don't you don't get get on hitting streaks unless you're really feeling good at the plate. Uh, I never got to a point where it became a pressure packed thing where, oh my gosh, are you going to hit in 27? You're going to hit in 40. Uh, hitting streaks are impressive uh, to me because it's the one thing in sports you can do everything perfect. I can go to the plate four times, have four great at bats, get four pitches to hit, hit four bullets, and go 0 for four. So it's something that's really out of my uh, control. I can't control all I you can hit four atom balls and come away or you right. can hit one squiver that gets through. All I can control is the quality of their bat. And that's all I can give you. I can give you a quality of bat, try to get a good pitch to hit and hit it hard somewhere, but that doesn't necessarily result in a hit. And sometimes the latter, you know, I could go up there, have a bat at bat, roll over a ball, you know, hit it 20 feet and it just lands in that right spot. And I get a lucky hit. So baseball's baseball's really unique uh, hitting is really unique in that capacity when it comes to all the skills in sports. But to hit in that many games in a row, 25, is unbelievable, let alone the 56, okay. the all-time mark. No chance anyone will ever come close to it. Okay. DiMaggio with the 56-game hitting streak. Mind-boggling. Yeah. Your grandfather's teammate, Ted Williams, last man to hit 400. Pete Rose, who who you knew as a kid, made a run at it. Tony Gwynn made a run at it. 
um, um, George Brett's making a run at it. But you mentioned something earlier about when you lose a hit because of rain out. So let me just ask you this basic question that a baseball fan might want to know. How hard is it just to go one for four every day? Well, it depends. It depends how you're feeling, how you see it, who's pitching. How do you feel against that 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 pitcher? Uh, to go one for – oh, you mean every day or just go out and get go one for four? I think it's what we do for a living. It's not a big deal to get one hit in a game. To do it every day for 25, 30, 40, 56 games in a row, off the charts impossible. But to go out on any given day and get a hit, not that big of a deal. That's what we do for a living. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 